Welcome. It is Tuesday night. You know what that means. We're going to be talking about the paranormal. Welcome to the program. Oh, not enough breath for that sentence. I'm your host, JV, along with co-host Britt Griffith. Britt, anything paranormal happened to you over the weekend? Yes, but you probably <laughs> don't want to know about it. Well, I was going to tell you that I had a very paranormal experience Saturday night, but it really worked out. Uh, do you remember the show that we used to do called Booze, Brews, and Bros? Where we sat around, yes. drank some adult beverages, and talked about uh, paranormal topics. Yes, that was a very painful show to do. Yeah. Yes, well, I, I do remember that. I show. had to revisit because one of the cast members of that program visited my uh, house on Saturday and said, Hey, let's do a show. I brought some shots of peppermint schnapps. <laughs> which I, thought, I mean, I never thought wait, I'd was, be, I didn't think that, I'd be saying that. But wait, I, wait, that's what exactly wait, 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 wait. Time out. Time out. You did peppermint schnapps. Well, that's what he brought. So I, I was not going to look look the gift horse in the mouth. I actually, oh. I, I, I succumbed to the peer pressure, and we did a show. Uh, peer we, pressure. We went five and a half hours, almost entirely reminiscing about the year and a half or so that we did that show. Hey, it's JV here. You know I've asked for your support in the past, and I'm going to do it again because it's really, really important. And there are a couple of ways you can support the show, and it's so inexpensive. Now, you can go to Patreon, and you can become a Patreon supporter, and we really, really encourage that. But there's also another way. If you look at the description of the podcast, if you're a podcast listener, and you scroll down to the bottom, there's a way to support the show directly through the podcast app. And it's only 99 cents a month. It's less than a buck. You probably have that change in your couch right now. That dollar a month less than a dollar goes a long way in helping us produce this program provide great interviews for you during the course of the week i thank you in advance because the support is so important to the program your brain needs support and new ollie brainy chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health made with scientifically backed ingredients like thai ginger l-theanine and caffeine brainy chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus stay chill or get energized be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You did a five and a half hour random show about random stuff with no guardrails and no scripts and no preparing. You just went that's and you did five and a half hours. That's exactly what happened. About two hours in, Sako, another, ca another cast member from the program, showed up. Uh, he saw how much fun we were having. He showed up, and that we were probably going to end, but because he showed up, we added two and a half hours to the program. You know what, JV? You are my hero. You <laughs> able to go that, that long? I don't know. And the other reason I bring do you it remember, up, do, you, yeah. you you used to own radio stations. Did you ever do the? The, the 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 DJ has to stay awake on a waterbed as long as he can type no. promo stuff. No, I did some I came up with with something called uh you snooze, you lose, and it was with a furniture dealer in the t one of the towns that I owned a radio station in, and he had he was talking about how comfortable these recliners are, and he was telling me, you can't stay awake. You sit in that recliner, you can't stay awake. So we did this contest where we had five people sitting in the recliners, and the last one to stay awake won the rec won a, a recliner. And it went about 20 Two hours 
But as soon as oh, someone, man. yeah, as soon as someone would close their eyes and kind of drift off, you know, we'd tap them and they would be out. Um, so they had to be, you know, I would have let aware, them sleep. <laughs> aware they had to be aware and functioning. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it got, that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we had a good time with that. So it was similar to that. I suppose it wasn't the DJ though. But did it was, you? As they were getting tired, did you make them like do math problems or solve anything or no, what try we did, and draw? We, we fed them turkey. We played quiet music. Oh. We put on boring <laughs> television shows. You know, we did everything we could to try to get them to fall asleep. And even oh, with that, amazing. even with that, they they survived. But it was a, it was a really fun promotion. We did it like three years in a row. We had uh, yeah one one year was sleep. I can't remember the, the names because we had funny names, but one year was Return of the Red Eye instead, you know, instead of Jedi. Oh, my uh, God. Stuff like that. Yeah, we had a great <laughs> time with good, it. pretty good, actually. So uh, I, I have to say, tonight we have a really special treat for everybody. And again, if you're if you're joining the program and you're trying to figure out why the theme is different, why the look is different, because we did a rebranding, a total rebranding of the program. In fact, our guest tonight said last time she was on the program, she got to do it uh, from the comfort of her wherever, her, her recliner, uh, on the telephone, not Worrying about you know a camera being pointed at her, uh, those were the days. She, I suppose those were the days. Yeah, she was in her pajamas. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say that. I wasn't going to spill I, the beans. All I know, I'm envious because I would love to do this show in my pajamas. Well, the reformat and the it rebranding would be a show has but... yeah the reformatting and the rebranding has brought cameras into the scene and live stream video. So. We are a little uh, less flexible in how we handle this stuff. But but the, the the great part about this is Dr. Kimberly McGeorge has been on the program before. She has a, just a wealth of knowledge. She um, brings so many topics and, and ideas and theories to this program that we couldn't fit it all into the program last time. And I doubt we'll be able to fill it, fit it all into the program tonight. But she's an internationally renowned naturopathic doctor, an energy healer, a remote viewer, a paramount normal expert a consciousness teacher she has an extensive client list that includes some of the world's most talented healers and for uh the past 25 years or so she's worked on thousands of people around the world she's also the author of the secret to everything series and her website uh, among others is secret to everything.com and we're really really pleased and honored to have uh kimberly on the program now i, I hope we didn't we didn't spill the beans here on you Kimberly talking about how you might have been doing interviews in a much more relaxed way previous to the cameras being introduced <laughs> no, no. I, I have no comment I'm just you're giving away all my secrets here Brit it's Brit's fault blaming him I, yes I, I'm, a, I'm a bean spiller I'm sorry I also eat a lot of beans so I mean yeah. you know <laughs> Terrifying. Let's, terrifying. Let, I just, I have, yeah. I like to ask this question because someone with, with such an extensive resume as you, Kimberly, it's always curious to me is how you got there. You've done so much work with so many people. What made you interested in all this to begin with? Um, I really didn't have a choice as far as, uh, you know, I was born that way and exposed to the ability to see through probably the fourth and fifth dimensions, you know, from a very young age. So that's like what started my paranormal, obviously, you know, kind of interdimensional uh, interaction. When, as that was happening to you as a child, did it frighten you? Did you understand it right away? Was it, was it inert or innate in you to understand what was going on? Or did you have to seek help from maybe others that had experiences that could guide you at that point? Um, well, I'm, 
fairly old gentleman. And so back then, you know, the paranormal <laughs> wasn't cool. It wasn't popular. It's true. It, it wasn't, wasn't it's true. Um, kosher. And I grew up in a religious family. My dad's a pastor. So it was doubly not popular or kosher. So was I afraid? Sure. Uh, anyone who's had true interaction with the fourth dimension knows that that isn't the most pleasant dimension and it doesn't, you know, hold the most pleasant beings and entities and hybrids and all the stuff that's there. And so, sure, I had, you know, really, really, really scary um, interactions, but I also had really, really amazing interactions because if you're a child and even it's really cool because the Chinese teach, you know, when a baby is born, the fontanelles open, you know how the babies, you know, they say it takes four, six, eight weeks before they like click in on you. Like you're talking to them and their eyes are like Google eyes, yeah, you know, they're like yeah. staring up at, you know, the ceiling for a Brit, long Brit, time. Brit still looks like that when I talk to him. I know I was thinking that too, <laughs> but like, what a- <laughs> But uh, they teach that the the reason that the fontanelles open is that they're literally open to other dimensions, you know, and then it closes and they still have access if the parents and the schools and the people around them, you know, would encourage that access. But because they don't have that easy access where they're still so new and connected to the spirit world, you know, with no encouragement, of course, we see that fade away a lot in a lot of children. Um, And so for me, unfortunately, I, and I think I shared this on the last program, maybe I didn't, I call myself born with partial memory or partially awake. Um, When I was in a bait, I remember opening my eyes and I didn't understand why I couldn't talk, why I couldn't walk, and why I was like laying at my back, staying at the ceiling, you know? So I knew that I had just come from somewhere else where I was an adult. So that complicated things. All right. So what makes the difference between someone like yourself who was born that way and you actually have memories of it versus someone like me who, even to this day, I'm about as sensitive as a brick and I was born that way. At least I think so. I mean, I can't. No, you're not. You're giving me a look like that. I wouldn't have seen that on the phone. You were probably doing that on the phone, and I didn't know. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> but now you can't get away with it. <laughs> now, right. What's the difference between someone like you who was aware of this at, at a very early age, in fact, at birth almost, and someone like me who I still don't think I have have that? I don't actually no it may be um our contracts i mean you can have and we talked about a lot of the theories of what this reality is you know there's a million different theories what is here uh who am i where have i come from that you know that whole type of thing so i guess it kind of depends on your point of view in my point of view there's a couple different ways people get here they get here um they choose to come here obviously possibly to help they choose to come here to play the game as a matter of fact you know, there's a lot of really wealthy people uh, not in this uh, density or dimension that pay a lot of money to come and play this game, which makes us hard to believe. And then, you know, some people I think are captured uh, in different battles and stuck here. And then I think some of us are just don't learn the lessons and we just keep reincarnating, you know, until we learn our lessons. But there's a million different theories. Who knows? Yeah, I want to. There's so many things we need to talk about. I, for, uh, forgive me if I seem to kind of rush through some of these topics, um, but I want to make sure we get to more than we did last time. And I want to talk to you about um, NDEs and what happens to us at, at a point we're having an NDE, and then or what happens if we truly die, physically die. Start with the NDE experience. 
So to me, you, you're familiar with the term OBE, out-of-body experience. You're talking about near-death experience. To me, there's absolutely um, the only difference in an out-of-body experience and near-death experience is you switch all of your soul material or your consciousness out of the body completely in an OBE. Uh, you retain some of your consciousness or part of your soul in the body, but there's really no difference because, you know, when people ask me what the soul is, I explain the soul because people are like, can you steal a soul? Can you lose a soul? You know, some people say when you have, you know, sex with someone, you lose a part of your soul. You know, there's all these, you know, things about losing the soul and hacking the soul. And the way I see the soul is, you know, we come from the all, we're always the all. This is just our point of view. You know, you, you know, you have your point of view. I have my point of view. Britt has his point of view, but we're still from the same, you know, material. Some people might call it God. I don't, I call it the all. Um, and so it, it's kind of a moot point to me. Death is kind of a moot point. So, and then there's this whole thing with the uh, technology that they use and the other ET groups. And, you know, they're trying to keep us trapped here. So we have all these books. Have you ever noticed all the books say the same thing? And so people assume because all the books and the movies say the same thing about the white light tunnels and the life review and the Lords of Karma and all this stuff. Well, that proves it's that way, right? No, that's the programming you're going to get in a 3D density because they don't want you to know how easy it is to have these amazing experiences and have contact with your soul family and have contact with your loved ones, your animals and your loved ones, uh, grandma and your kids and everybody who's past that you miss. It's just so easy because we're multidimensional beings. But the reason they're selling all those, you know, white light tunnel and life review is they want us to feel bad. They want us to feel guilty. They want the polarity of black and white. So to me, a lot of the end of, uh, you see, this is what you do to me. <laughs> this is why I'm never coming on this program. I get in trouble with all these little niche uh, parts of consciousness because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hear about it, what I'm going to say. But I think a lot of NDE is completely BS as far as do the people think they're really having that experience and are they having that experience? Yes, but I believe it's a high-tech deception um, because if you aren't awake and aware, Okay, so either you're in control, and this relates to the paranormal too, either you are powerful and you are in control or someone else is going to step in and be powerful and in control. So I believe the whole NDE movement and the OBE movement is fairly controlled by you know, lower level entities and energies, including human beings, although I don't believe there's anything such thing uh, as far as soul-wise. We get so mixed up when we have these conversations because are we talking about the avatar, the skin, or are we talking about the soul? Uh, which is all another subject, but anyway, you're gonna have, you do to me. Give yeah, me no, and you. Do, but see, what you do to me is you give me like a hundred questions that I have to try to sort through and figure out or where are we gonna go next because there's so many things in that answer that are important, and there are so many things in that answer that I need explanation. Uh, okay. So let's talk a little. First of all, I, I just want to clear something up when you talk about this white light tunnel, uh, life review, this whole experience that so many people have said. I died on the on the operating table. This is what I, what I saw, what I did, and when I came back, I didn't want to come back. Oh, you know, it's kind of the same story. Are you saying that is a product of uh, indoctrination in some fashion, or are you saying that's a product of other entities making us think that's what happened, or both? Um, both, 
both. It's it's a program. So what? So to me, three D is a game. What is not a program in three D? It's okay. So you play uh, War of Worlds, or I don't know video games because I'm not a gamer. But you play these games, and they're programmed, and everything in the world is a program, right? There's nothing in that game. You've chosen an avatar. You've chosen a character. But everything in that game—your husband, your wife, your lover, your pet, your enemy, your whatever—it's all programmed, right? So we have this. We're just so dumb. We have this weird <laughs> thought that there's this separation between the game, you know, oh, well, this is the game and then this is spiritual. You know, religion can't be programming because it's religion. No, law is programming, education is programming, politics is programming, religion is programming, money is programming. We're in a game, guys. Everything's programming. Death is programming. There is no death. You are the all. You are an all-powerful, eternal being. Where does death? It's a switch of avatar. Like uh, I was joking with somebody the other day. My daughter's like, don't say that. Uh, and, and I was saying, you know, can I die? Oh, I was talking about a very boring 3D dinner. I had to sit through. It was like three hours of talking about how amazing Disneyland is. And I was just like, can I kill myself? Does, does anyone have a gun? And I was, my daughter's like, don't say that. And I'm like, please. I mean, death to me is so delicious because we don't get taught this, but you can choose where you go. You can go back to, you can, and, and we don't just go forward. You can go back in time. So if you want to come back to the game and you want to be a Civil War soldier, you can. If you want to go to Egypt and be an archaeologist, you can. We aren't taught that we have all the power. Again, if you don't know what this is and you don't remember who you are, somebody else is going to step in and tell you what this is and tell you who you are. Okay, and one more clarification here, and then I'm going to let Britt take it because he's chomping at the bit to ask some questions here. I'm scared because I don't know where Britt's going to come Neither from. Do I, I know Neither do I, but I, ha I have my finger on his audio <laughs> switch, so if I need to, I can cut it. Okay, it's a little you. weird. <laughs> no, but you, you, you make a lot of um, references to what I would consider to be technology. Are you talking, you know, there are some people that believe we're in some kind of computer simulation are you talking in that those uh, terms are you talking in it more of a spiritual game spiritual technology which way are we looking at this yeah again no separation kind of between any of it it's kind of all one uh but definitely the matrix is a documentary in my book oh, okay. um, and right. because i work with technology and my, and I mentioned this before, I have family members that work with the transfer of human consciousness and cloning. I know, and I have access to technology that other people don't know about. So it's not a far cry for me, um, I guess. It, it's, it's just been proven over and over and over in different ways to me, both with my experience with technology and with a lot of people that I know's experience with technology. Um, that makes a lot more sense. And you guys have to realize I was indoctrinated for 40 years into Christianity. So I was taught the Bible. I was taught, you know, the creation story. I was taught that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Personally, I'm going to take it up with the overlords because I think our avatars like suck. Like we get old, we <laughs> yes. get sore. I agree. Like, is that from all-powerful all God? Like he's, you know. Yeah, we got to demand better. We got to demand better avatars. That's our that's our next movement. Um, Before I hit it, I, I know I was going to give it to Brett, but before I do. So is the programmer in all this the all- no, 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 oh, no okay. y'all. Well, well, yes and no. Here's where it gets really okay. Uh, so, um, so the moon, 
here we go with the moon theory. There we go, way off. <laughs> okay, so the moon is the dust star. They show us in Star Wars exactly what the moon looks like. As a matter of fact, when the moon is full, you can go out in any state, any country, any place on a clear night and look up to the left corner and you can see bases almost with the naked eye. But if you have a telescope or even a phone, you can definitely see the bases on the left side of the moon. Um, so the moon is the Death Star. Ha a lot, the uh, computer that runs the simulation is on the moon, and it's about 12,500 years old, which interestingly enough matches up with some religious teachings. Uh, and that's how long this like matrix hologram game projection thing has been going on. And the interesting thing is, which we're also not told, is there's other game realms. There's a very popular game realm, actually, actually, this is the most popular in the multiverse, but there's another game realm, which you guys might be familiar with this term. It's the, Av it's the Avalon game realm, which is the whole King Arthur story that's running similar to this. So when I hear myself talk, I'm like, you are crazy, lady, because we are talkers, <laughs> you know? I'm like, what am I saying? So does that, but, um, does that explain, does that, and again, Britt, I promise this is the last one. Does that explain <laughs> like, the Mandela effect, what you just said? It does. In a way, in a way, um, well, the software, you can imagine software, a program or a game that's been running for 12,500 years old on a junky, rusty base like, come on, I mean, they really need to upgrade it. So that's a lot of the glitch is the actual software running our um, all the programming here. But um, it's also because they use so much technology like CERN, and you guys know there's like 250, 300 CERNs. There's not like one CERN in Switzerland, like it's everywhere. Um, but they have all this technology and they're always messing with wormholes and you know, the whole Doctor Who thing, another documentary. Um, I mean, almost every sci-fi thing is a documentary. You know, they, they show us the jump gates. What's that one? Stargate documentary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think I said this last time. I was just talking to this guy um, uh, that he, I kind of blew his mind. He's like, what? He's like, no way, you know, and this is one of my favorite facts because it's a fact that can be very, well, can be verified if they would talk to you about it. But in every single Hilton hotel, they have jump rooms. I mean, just because you don't know about something, I'm not talking to you, I'm saying the general you, right. doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And so we're just shot sheep and we're just so brainwashed, you know, so much of the time. All right, Kimberly, you ready for this ride? Okay, oh so let's cycle back. Let's cycle back to when you were born, and you said that when you kind of have bits and pieces of that memory laying, the doctors, all that stuff. Did I understand that correctly? Yes. So, okay. So I obviously have. I'm. I'm just like JV. I am as sensitive as a brick. If it wasn't for equipment to help alert me to the paranormal stuff, I would not know where to look. Um, which is why on Ghost Hunters, I always use a shit ton of equipment. I mean, a lot of equipment. God, I already blew our G rating right there. <laughs> Darn it. Um, I love it. I love it. So why why do you think that you, and I'm, or let me, let me ask this different way. Are, do you think you're the only one that has this? Or is there a handful of you people out there? When I say you people, I don't mean that pejorative. Just you, you know, people like you that are gifted like this. Are there more of you out there that have these memories of, the early, early stages coming out of the womb type of thing? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Okay. So so then you said, and then you talked about death. You get to pick where you want to go forward, backwards in time, et cetera, et cetera. For the most, I mean, I don't remember that. Do most people not remember? Like this life when I die 
and then I go to wherever I go, whether it's the pearly gates or the hell or whatever, um, and mm -hmm. I say I want to go here. Why do I? Why do I not? Why, will I remember that, or why did I not remember that for this particular life? Yeah, great question. So, when a, one of my favorite non-favorite um, parts of technology is the memory wiping uh, mechanism. So, one of the things you know, they're spraying from the sky isn't just barium and blah 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 the stuff they say you know blood who knows you know who knows what they're spraying from the sky but they also spray this crystal coating you know like a quartz crystal which holds information crystals hold information we know that and right. they spray this coating um and it, it has tiny bits of you can see it with the naked eye but it's very very tiny 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 nanotechnology or you would call it microtechnology. and what that does is it records i mean they record us multiple ways 24 seven uh it, it's crazy but what they do is they upload it before midnight uh into a central computer and it's everything you've ever said it's they can read your thoughts because thoughts are frequencies so we just think words are frequencies so if i'm thinking it you can't read my mind right but technology can because your thought is no different than an express sentence it's just a frequency that can be read by technology right. so they upload everything you've done uh and then they compile it and then they figure out new ways to like torture us distract us brainwash us who knows what you know uh, because TikTok. earth is a to distract us TikTok, social media that's good too all the social media actually yeah um but in the you know in the multiverse earth is not just a game it's also a lab which you know and some people talk about that too we're like this they feel free because it's a game they justify it that it doesn't matter so i always say everything matters nothing matters because what we were talking about is you know i talk about the controllers but you can get to a frequency once you understand who you are you have memory of kind of the global picture you understand there's other realities you understand there's no time there's no space you know all dimensions fit on the head of a pin um you understand as much as it can be explained uh time travel you understand what they're doing to us at night. You understand they're like taking whole towns in the day. We even have pictures of that, of course. Have you guys seen the pictures? I would think you guys have uh, where they have people in their nightgowns, like in the sky, like going up into the UFOs. Have you seen those? Yeah, they're have. like bone chilling, yep. like they're bone chilling pictures. So we actually have, you know, documented evidence of that. So then we can, you know, go into, you know, the secret. So there's just all this experimentation i think like a lot of the secret space stuff is experimentation with you know robots and ai and hybrids and all you know that kind of thing so is elon an alien <laughs> um mm, that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole another story he's kind of like a puppet controlled okay. by the corporation yeah but the, so the corporations are alien corporations are well, just not of this world well the only thing that makes us of this world is our avatar being here with our point of view. Your spirit, Brett, you guys aren't of this world either. Like, before you came to Earth, you were another race. You might have been Palladian. And there's so many, I hate using the tired ones, but that's what people relate to. Like, there's millions of planets, there's millions of ships, there's millions of realms, there's it's just infinite and we're just not taught right. that we're taught, you know, the physicality of the game. Let me just jump in. Let me just jump in here oh, quickly because you yeah. mentioned Palladians and but we were another race before we came here and took on this avatar. Are those races avatars as well? Is a reptilian in an yes. avatar is a Palladian? In, yes. in, okay. So it's not yes. just, this is just one avatar. Those are other avatars. Right. And, um, 
I mean, I know Draco, <laughs> I know Draco reptilian beings that I'm friends with in a human avatar. That's why I say there's really, you know, we talk about the human race. There's no such thing as a human race because there's hundreds and thousands of beings and not necessarily good or bad, just different. Not every reptico is evil. Like it's portrayed, you know, in the media. I think there's a reason they slant that. They want you to be afraid of anything that's different from yourself. But we're just so, uh, it, it frustrates me so much because the multiverse is amazing. And the cool thing is, you know, just like with NDE, with OBE, you can learn at will to go out and connect you know, with the fourth dimension, with the fifth dimension, with your soul family, um, you can go back in time, you can go forward in time, and you can immerse yourself in this experience while staying in your body, you know, none of that silver weird cord stuff. I kind of had a theory, and maybe I'm in Crackville, okay. but you seem to be the right person to ask this question to. Okay. Um, I always want, I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, because you're so, you, you have, you're connected, I'm not. I feel so out in mm -hmm. left field right now. But but so I always wondered, why don't we remember, you know, because our energy, our, our soul, our life, everything's energy and energy doesn't dissipate, right? So it's always around. And then there's that whole study where what, right when you die, there's that 23 ounces or something like that, that all of a sudden disappears from the body uh, when they've mm -hmm. done those studies. So that's like our soul leaving. And I always thought that the reason that we don't remember the jump to the next, wherever it goes, is because our brain is the storage box. Our brain is the hard drive and we don't get to take that with us. So we lose all connection to this particular plane that we're on, this particular life, or is it, or is it just that they just don't want us to know, and they screwed up when they rep, when they hard drived you, or when they reformatted you? I don't know why I was allowed to retain that, or why some people are. Maybe they did screw up. Maybe who knows? Um, but we actually don't store our memories in our brain. Your memories aren't stored in your brain. They're stored in your energy field. They're stored. Uh, in the S, like close to, they're attached to your soul. So you take your memories from when you came out, we call it first wave, second wave, third wave. So, you know, everybody was the all and then split off from the all. So when you split off from the all, you could have, and there is no time, so I'm just using this as a reference, you know, trillions and trillions, you know, first wave have been alive forever. I think that's one reason. We also sign contracts, some of us, when we come to this game, if you're not captured, uh, think about it. Let's Okay, let's say you're a trillion, 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 zillion year old being. You've done it all, seen it all. You've been the worst of the worst. You've been animals, you've been trees, you've been monsters, you've been princesses, kings, you've been male, you've been female. You've had more sex than anything you, you've- it Sounds like you've, my weekend. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you know, you might, you might, if you, I'm ignoring that, you might, if you were bored, you might, when handed an 800 you know, document saying, if you want to enter the game, you might blindly say, you know why? Because you're like, I'm all wise. I know it all. I'm all powerful, which is all true. So you're not going to care if you're signing, I'll, I'll be memory wiped because you're going to be cocky enough because you're so ancient. You're going to be like, I can beat this effing game. You know, it's easy. You know, I'm, I've been a god. I've been a goddess. I've been everything. You know, I can beat this game. And so you agree to be memory wiped, I believe, a lot of us because of ego, to be honest, and because of age. And we think we can figure it out. And I think I'm pretty close to figuring it out. I think some of us do figure it out. And then hope, and then if you're smart, you'll be like, I do not choose to come back here because I've remembered. So circling back to babies. You were talking about how babies, uh, they, they like look over your shoulder, like they're looking at stuff, like they can see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The one thing I learned doing all the ghost hunter stuff and, and, and all that studying is that 
<clears throat> is that when we're first born, we the spectrum of light is like this. When we're first born, we see almost, you know, really wide. And as we age, it shrinks up. So a baby can see what we can't see. And I, I believe it is all frequency stuff. When uh, when I was doing the EVP stuff, I found that certain, certain frequencies were uh, more active than other frequencies. I also figured out that uh, the cameras that we used to use were all, yeah, were all uh, infrared, which is above what the human eye can see. When the reality is, when we when we flipped over, Andy uh, Andy Kopic uh, gave me a, a UV camera, and when we went below mm -hmm. the human eye, mm -hmm. we documented a lot of stuff in the UV range. So it was like really? the UV range was the place to be, and it's all frequency. It just that frequency seemed to be a little higher traffic, you know, uh, flow of whatever was going on. Um, so I do believe in all. I, I do believe there's something to this frequency thing. But so. Do, do you do you remember doing that? What what are they seeing? What I mean, are they like in my mind? I'm like, what are they seeing? Is it are they looking up and it's like a portal that opens up and they see stars and planets and stuff? Or is it angels looking down on them all angelic like? Or is it fire and brimstone? Or what, what are they seeing? Or do you know? I'm just enjoying your personality. You have an amazing <laughs> personality. <laughs> I love it. You're like all sparkle. I am. I am a Gemini. Um, <laughs> I love that. Uh, well, when I was young, my mom used to put me down, you know, for nap, and she's like, "Okay, go to sleep." And um, you know, the ceiling would open up. Almost, I'm like, "Were you in my bedroom?" Like it would open up almost exactly <laughs> like a day, you know. And I would go out of my body. I mean, my body would still be there, but I would go out OBE, and I there were these other gates and there were different beings, scary beings, wise beings, short beings. And, and then I go through the gate and I would wander off kind of like Rip Van Winkle, you know, until my mom came and she's like, why aren't you sleeping? And, you know, uh, <laughs> cause I was like there with my eyes kind of dazed, but, um, people do OB different ways. So it was like that for me. Um, but also, you know, different beings would come in through these portals and stay. And I'm sure you've run into beings, uh, you know, doing EVPs and stuff. And, um, you know, they got me in a lot of trouble. So they're like, you know, pour, you know, when I'm young, I'm stupid. You know, they're like, pour your mom's perfume, you know, all over the dresser. So I'm like pouring her Hawaiian perfume from her honeymoon with my dad, you know, all over her dresser. So, you know, I wasn't as evil. I wasn't as evil as my parents thought I was. I was wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. When I got in trouble mixing all those chemicals from my chemistry set and spilling it all over my bedroom and ruining the rug, <laughs> I could have blamed that on somebody else. You with could have. Oh, See, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I missed an opportunity because I got yeah. my my behind sure hand from that. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure your dad would have uh, probably hit you extra hard. He would have said, "Jamie, get out of my hooch." Uh, I don't know, Britt, if you're if you're if you're done, but I didn't want to ask a question because you were talking about again going right. going back to the av avatar uh, issue here, uh, Kimberly. You talk about Bigfoot and Faze and other creatures. Are they other avatars or are they a different type of creature altogether? They're in an avatar too, because again, you can choose. I don't know if you'd want to, if you want to be a Sasquatch, you know, have fun. You'll go be a Sasquatch your next life. Like it's infinite. It's an infinite switching of experience of whatever you want to experience. So whether they chose to be that way, whether they were trapped, you know, some of this is a little dicey. I don't have all the answers. I only know what I think I know, which is probably nothing to be honest. <laughs> I mean, who knows, but um, uh, there to me, when I see them, uh, so I have this term, I'm sure you guys have heard it and people in the cryptid world use it in the fur versus, you know, kind of that translucent. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of pictures that are translucent. 
it's kind of scary lately though, gentlemen, I actually believe the earth frequency might be rising or else my abilities are sharpening, which is kind of weird at this stage. But um, I've been seeing a lot more fourth dimensional, fifth dimensional beings in the fur. I just saw two dog men the other day and I was like, people, you know how people say, if you saw this, if it's real, why don't you get a picture? When yeah. you're driving down the road yeah. and it's daylight, you guys, and you go by a graveyard and you see two werewolf-like beings in the fur that are huge and black and hunched over, you have to process that. You have to process that. By the time you're two miles down the road, you're yeah. like, should I turn back? And then why would you? Because why do you want to face me alone? It just, it's really hard. People are like, why don't you grab a picture? Because I'm like, were those dogs? Like you have to process all that before you can even, and this well, is me and, and just like you guys are really experienced. I'm really experienced with these beads. I mean, they live and come on and off my property. Not, but I have pictures where my security camera, and this might be the light you're talking about. Maybe it's UV, maybe it's infrared, I don't know. But it has alerted me, there's an intruder in the side yard and I would pull it up on my phone how you can. And there is a dog man mm -hmm. sitting that obviously came through a portal that I have pictures of. I no longer, I would probably show it on your guys' show because you guys don't have live interaction, but I stopped showing my pictures because my pictures are what you guys would call class A. And I get accused, I have pictures of a little people, you know, the little people like, yep. that's a big thing in North Carolina where I live. I have a picture that I got accused of putting, a, it's so clear they accused me of putting a GI Joe out there and taking a picture. I mean, I don't have time to go buy GI Joe dolls and take pictures of them, <laughs> right. I don't need to. Right. But so I get really offended because because I can see and I'm close to some of these beings and I have relationships with them, I feel like I'm a spokesperson. So I get like personally offended and my kids go crazy. They're like, mom, those people are calling you stupid and a scam artist. And, and it is rough to get, you know, to get that. But, um, and just like you, Britt, you just said you have EVPs of, well, I think you said of beings. Yeah. You have clear voices of yeah. whoever and whatever they were, you know, um, you have that recorded. I'm pretty sure you're convinced there's something outside this reality by your evidence. And so I'm also convinced by my evidence. Yeah. I don't need to convince anybody else, you know? Yeah. No, my number one or number two question is, do you believe in ghosts? You know, grandma didn't cross over properly. Uncle Fred's hanging out. And my standard answer is, I don't necessarily believe in ghosts as grandma didn't cross over right. properly. I just know I've experienced shit I cannot explain. And a lot of it is documented in a that. damn TV show. It's it's on film. I mean, I don't know how I don't know how to explain. I'm in the room. I'm asking questions. I know that there's no one talking because I'm in the damn room. There's multiple recordings going on. The audio pack, the recorder that's over there, the DVR camera that's over there, and I have the, the recorder in my hand that I set down, and I'm directing my question to that one recorder, and there's a response in that damn recorder, and nothing else picked up the audio. So the audio wasn't in the room. It was only placed on that one recorder. What is that? Why is that there? You know, and I'm in there. I was with Amy Bruni. I was with KJ. There's a camera. I mean, we know that there's no one talking. Where did that come from? KJ and I had an episode where we literally said, if you're here with us, uh, open that door. And the door fucking goes. Burr! And That's of course, awesome. it was like, if you really want to. Yeah, but well, okay. But in reality, a truck could have gone by, vibrated, the doors on a slant, it could have opened. And so I, as a smart ass, said, if you really want to impress us, close that door. And the damn door closed. So it went open oh, and wow. closed. How the, how the hell does that? What is that? I don't know. I just know I've experienced stuff I cannot explain. 
certain frequencies are more active than others. Certain ways of of, of doing so. Like we we were experimenting. KJ and I were experimenting with. We would ask our questions into a recorder before the show, before we were filming, before we were investigating. Oh. And then when we were in in the room doing our thing, we would ask normal questions, and then we would play the recorder with our preset things because the recorder spits it out at a different frequency than my voice, the human voice analog does. So, and then we would get, they would ignore us, but it would answer the damn recorder. So what the hell is that all about? So what is that? I don't know. All I know is I tell people I've experienced stuff I cannot explain. We're not alone. He's done now. Go ahead. Wait, is that it? I second that theory. I totally agree. I mean, can I explain everything? I can't explain everything that goes on in my house and my property either. Um, You know, um, I can't explain why. And I told you, I think I shared this with you, why if I, and I don't do this because it still creeps me out. If I lay in my bed and take out my phone, there's little beans moving underneath my door. Like, I don't know. Like, I can't really explain that. Like, how, how not alone are we? My vision, the way I see um, when I turn my vision up, there's thousands and thousands and thousands, including just what I call discarnate spirits, or you would call ghosts, or most people call ghosts, um, around us at all times. As a matter of fact, a lot are in people's homes, a lot are in people's energy fields, and a lot are in the human body. I've pulled human discarnates out of my son-in-law. And you know, people are like, how do you know? Well, when my daughter's calling, okay, I can't deal with him anymore. You have to come over and take these out of him. I'm like, how do you know there's something in him? And she's like, well, he's drinking, you know, with two hands, he's drinking all his drinks like a sippy cup, like a three-year-old. Sure enough, check, there's a three-year-old little boy in him. And he's staying up till three o'clock cleaning. So I checked and there's a 40-year-old professional woman in him. So when people's behavior, you know, as far as some people would call that possession, I don't call that, you know, like Catholic church possession, because these are just, these aren't harmful, evil entities that are like scratching you and putting blood on the walls. These are like you and I that are have either gotten stuck in the fourth dimension or chosen. What we don't understand, remember how I said about chosen. So the fourth dimension, as far as human spirits, has a duplicate world that is exactly like ours. They have jobs, they have streets, they get married, they have houses. They just don't understand there's other places they can go. Why? Because here's what we think. We think we become all-knowing and all-magical and whatever when we die. You know who we are? We're the three of us sitting right here exactly as we are with exactly the same knowledge, with exactly the same personality. We don't become another being when we pass. We may get our memories back. We may not get our memories back right away. It depends maybe at the, like you were talking about, Britt, the frequency or density of where we choose to go. If we choose to go to the 11th higher, you know, maybe we do get our memories back. We choose to sludge around with the fourth dimensional beings, which is why I think the paranormal, no offense to you guys, is so dark and like heavy and even portrayed like that. The fourth dimension, people are like, I want to see like you do. I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. The creatures and the beings are terrifying in the fourth dimension. That's why I turn my vision down. Do they give you privacy? I'm just thinking about this. If you got a... Do they do they give us privacy or do they watch us when we're in the shower? Do they watch us when we're performing the act of love with our partners? Do they watch any of that or do they go, you know, I don't need to see that. We'll just give you some space. Oh, or are no. there perverts that are paying, no. you know, a dollar for a peep show? 
both. Um, most of us have, a, here's another little fun in fact, most of us have 24 seven dark web shows. They, I mean, your smoke alarms have cameras and mics, your light bulbs have cameras and mics, your refrigerators have cameras and mics. I mean, obviously our computers, our phones, our tablets, you're so cameraed and mic'd, you are, it's like the Truman Show. They show us, again, documentary. Um, it's, you know, some people, there's this whole targeted individual thing. And yes, that's the thing, but we're all targeted individuals. We're in a dome. They taught, you know, Stephen King, high, high in the satanic order of things, told us he wrote a whole show called Under the Dome. They tell us all the time. There's people that know. And, um, you know, some of those are, we would say in polarity, bad people or cabal type people. And then there's people, you know, on the other side, not that I call myself good, but, you know, in consciousness that also know, but the things that the elite know in their secret societies, I also know. So that's odd. So they just have access to information. You know, they burned the library of Alexandria, which had all this knowledge that was true and real about what reality is about the game, about the other dimensions. You know, some of it was preserved, the Vedas, you know, you can read a lot about the paranormal and the dimensions and the Vedas from India. But um, most of it was, you know, they burned it down on purpose. They're like, okay, these people are too awake, too enlightened. We can't control them. Let's get them under control. And they burned all this esoteric knowledge that we're discussing here tonight. And they put it under the Vatican. And, you know, now some of it's starting. And I'm really happy that some of it's getting out. And I do think the paranormal and shows like your guys have helped awaken people to what you said, Britt, which is we are not alone. Whether it's UFOs, we are not alone. Whether it's Sasquatch, we're not alone. Whether grandma's standing beside us or your ex-boyfriend who killed himself, we're still not alone. And we're so not alone. Like you are never, my girls actually say that to me. They're like, mom, you live in the middle of the woods, you know, all by yourself. All right. Well, first of all, I have a lot of dogs, <laughs> but they're like, do you feel alone? I'm like, no. Like, there's so many beings that I have relationships with on this property. Never alone. No. Hmm, very cool. Okay, one last question, JV, then you can have it back. Okay, so you said that the moon is a Death Star. So are you telling me that Tom and Jerry lied to me and it's not made of Swiss cheese? I suppose. Sorry to break that, you know, break that <laughs> oh, illusion. I'm so depressed. I never thought Tom and Jerry would lie to me, but apparently they did. All right, that's all I got, JV. I want to talk. I, mean, I have more, but yeah, you need yeah, to get yeah. in no, here. No, I want to, I want to ask uh, for some clarification on this difference between third three dimension three dimensional or third dimensional beings which we are versus these fourth dimensional beings what what how do we understand the difference between a third dimensional being and a fourth dimensional being i mean i kind of hear it all the uh, time you know people talk about this mm -hmm. but i'm not sure mm -hmm. i fully understand what it means uh, frequency levels so you know um exactly the radio station example, you know, 90.3 is obviously lower than 104.7. It's, you know, we go up to a certain point at which point you can walk through a wall because you're less dense. So the bees that you guys interact with in the paranormal are above thrilling. I mean, you react with each other, but, um, you know, they're, they're coming disembodied voices or you see apparitions or you're catching shadow people that, that is, is the nature of, um, it, and can they lower their frequency? So if you're in upper dimension, you can lower your frequency. And if you're lower frequency, you can raise your frequency. So, um, you know, 
we're actually everything all at once, but we've chosen to come here and be very physical and have these relationships and have this experience because there's so many lessons here. And it's so challenging, even if you were captured and brought here, it, this is a pretty good game. I mean, it's kind of sad. I mean, there's some weak points in it, but it's a pretty challenging game. Like you have to pay for things. You have to go to work. You have to, you know, have these relationships with your family and your kids and your animals and your wife or husband. Like this is a pretty intense game. Like it's pretty immersive, you know, but um, these other beings, you know, and I hate to say this because I don't want to like slam on them, but some of the other star races, just like Westworld shows us, just like, um, what is that one with the girl that shoots the bow called, you know, the huh? Archer one? Hunger um, Games. Hunger Games. Yeah. They show us too. Yeah, they show us the dome and the game too. That's exactly how this is. So other races, I encourage people to do this experiment. Get a can of spray paint, doesn't matter what color. And everybody has a yard or an apartment. Mark a spot on the ground. Do this for a week, two weeks, whatever. And pick a tree or a bush or a flower. And every day stand in the middle of your X, kind of like a paranormal thing, and take a picture all different times a day of the whatever bush, flower, tree uh, that you marked. You know, you're taking the same picture over and over. I guarantee you, it will move greatly. It will change greatly. You'll be like, how did that tree lose three branches on the left side? Because it's the program. The program is always adjusting things. Um, and even in New York City, everybody's like, okay, we talk about, and this is getting really sticky and weird, but we talk about organic or sentient life, like trees and flowers. And then we talk about like concrete skyscraper buildings. But what you think you know isn't true because some of those sentient things that you think are living are just matrix projections. They aren't, again, they don't have a living spirit. So the matrix programmers fill in cities like New York City, parks like Central Park with, uh, and then the ET races get involved and they're like, I think Central Park has too many oak trees. Let's reduce it by a third. Literally, they just wipe it off the game map. Now, would you know? Maybe, maybe not. It depends on your frequency and how much you understand. Once you understand the game, you can see, like the mandala effect glitches, you can start seeing other glitches, even in your own surroundings. Um, you know, streets will change. Um, things will disappear. Uh, but we don't pay attention. Why? Well, we're like this. You know, we're listening to our satellite radio in our car. We're like all distracted, rushing here to pay our bills, rushing there, you know, going out. I mean, it, it's all distraction here all the time. So we don't pay attention to those little idiosyncrasies that would show you maybe this reality is not what you've been told. You talked about being able to see fourth into the fourth dimension, fourth dimensional creatures. You said it's not a pretty sight. There's some, it's very... I don't know what word you'd use to describe it. But you said it isn't pretty. Can anybody learn to that? Learn to do that, Kimberly, or is that something you just need to be born with? No, a hundred percent. I teach people how to do this. You know, and like in my live event, I decided to make it this year very experiential. We're going out to Sedona, um, which has a higher frequency, which helps. But you know, one of the reasons I'm doing this is because I want to give them the bounce, and I think you do that with your equipment 
I think you give people the balance, you know, of the experience. But I want to say, okay, what does it feel like when we open a portal, close a portal? Um, if they say, is that a creature over there? I want to say, no, that's a rock. Or I want to say, yes, that's a creature. You know, let's get a picture. So um, a lot of times people need a mentor, but I always say, come and spend 24 hours on my property. You'll see UFOs. You'll see the Fae with like white orbs and lights and orange balls. You'll see Dogman. I have an ancient cat. You'll see Sasquatch. You'll see things I don't even know what they're called um, that come in and out. You'll see portals open, you know, like, but you have to have that immersive. No one's really going to, I mean, and that's good that we, well, we do believe too much that we're told, but I don't really expect people to believe anything I say. I really want people to experience it, you know? And, and I, I guess it's like, if somebody didn't believe in the paranormal, maybe if they hung out with, you know, Britt with his equipment after they hear enough EVPs or see the door open and close, they might, you know, they might believe in the paranormal because they've experienced it. Um, so I don't expect people to believe, but it is provable. It is reproducible, just like your EVPs. Um, you were talking. I mean, are you talking about your property where you live? People can you have those experiences, oh, yeah. and people can have could have those experiences if they were there. I mean, it happens that frequently and commonly. Well, actually, um, I don't know. C. Wayne Wilson, Stacy Brown, uh, a bunch of people came out, and we filmed. We filmed numerous times around my area and on my property, and crazy things happened that eight people saw. We saw this like white cross rise out of my woods. We have that on tape. C. Wayne Wilson actually has the most amazing footage. He used to live across from a field where there's a lot of Sasquatch. I mean, a lot, like hundreds and hundreds. And I've seen them on film. My daughter's seen them, seen them with my naked eye. And I don't know if he still has this film, but one day the white vans, government vans rolled in with the hazmat suits. Oh, really? They were bagging. They were bagging physical creatures. He has this on tape. I mean, we have documentation hmm. of actual things, you know? I mean... I want to see that. It, it's, so if I come to your house, you can show me that stuff and, and you're not going to feed me to your dogs? <laughs> no promises, Brett. <laughs> good, good answer. <laughs> that was the best answer I've ever heard. <laughs> but but, no, but, but mean, honestly, if we, if, if we came out, I mean, you, you could show... Because I would love to see that stuff. I've never seen that stuff. I would love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it is, and you know this too, some of it is, you know, turning off the lights, getting a fire going, sitting outside late into the night where things get still and quiet. And that's when a lot of stuff happens. Same as with you guys. That's when things yeah. feel safe, you know, to come out, you know. Kimberly, tell me about your work as an energy healer. One of the things that I do do is I do, we used to call them exorcisms. We used to call them deliverances. Now it's so common. Um, I remove a lot of human discarnates from people and weird energies. Um, and we use our technology, just like Brett, we use the aura to show this. I just did a young man uh, in another country and he had six human discarnates in him. And I took pictures of his aura through the whole process. And it's the coolest thing, you guys. You can see his hara line or his, because he had a portal on the left side, he just be knocked out of his body. But you can see all the colors change. You can see his spirit come back aligned in the center. You can see the darkness come out of him and leave. I'm, I'm kind of like you. I know I sound really kooky crazy, but I'm also, I mean, I design medical technology and I work on all sorts of side projects with 
really prestigious scientific people. So I'm not as crazy as I sound. I like to document things too. I like to prove, you know, and try to prove that these other dimensions exist using the technology that we have. So I don't do as much energy healing. I mean, I always say if I run a scan on you, not only is the technology handling you, but by coming into my frequency, that does do something for you because we can learn how to expand. We can learn purification. We can learn how to integrate our altars, which is a whole nother subject. You know, everybody's like, oh, schizophrenia. You know, we're all schizophrenic. We all have different faces, you know, privately, publicly, at work, at home, you know, different situations, social settings. We all have these, you know, it would be nice if we were authentic and we kind of had one personality, but it's not true. So we have a lot of trauma. There's a lot of stuff going on at night. Um, there's just a lot going on, period. I could talk forever. I want to show you a, a headline from a recent news article. This is from April 21st. And I just want to get your okay. your opinion about this. It's uh, In case you can't see it, it says federal government spent $22 million studying invisibility cloaks, anti-gravity, and moon tunnel this is part of uh that whole um what was the advanced technology atem program whatever it was what do you think of that when you when you see a headline like that it's absolutely ludicrous and again they're lying to the public it's their form of soft disclosure getting you ready for hard disclosure um because this is this already exists like this this is like child's play this is Ugh, all technology has always existed. There's never not been technology. That's why we see these uh, hieroglyphics with, you know, aliens and beings holding cell phones. You know, that's why I was just looking through, it was on um, oh Instagram. Somebody had compiled like 30 pictures. I took some screenshots of some because it was so fascinating. You know, not, I don't think they're all time travelers. I think our, our civilization's been wiped. I think our memory's been wiped. I think that, you know, history's been reset numerous times, but we've always had all this technology. Like I said, you know, there's people, you know, that can walk through portals and walk through jump gates right now. I mean, it, it, it's ridiculous. I think that's, there's the public disclosure and then there's the black budget black ops stuff that they've always had uh you talk you've talked several times about um sessions that you have with people or for people you said you mentioned a, a sedona outing how do you invite the public to get involved with these things that you do and if so how do they do it i do of course i'm i'm kind of an acquired taste you know i'm not for everyone i'm not i'm i'm pretty um extreme kind of like in a way kind of like you guys you know intense I have a big personality so i'm not for everyone um but for people that genuinely want to activate their gifts that genuinely want to experience these things you know i can provide that experience and you know it's through my website they can have a scan of my technology where i use my psychic abilities along with the technology to basically tell them everything they didn't ever want to know about themselves but it's very helpful you know all right Britt. i don't know if you've got anything else i've got one more but i'll save it for the end if you want to uh take a couple minutes here no, no. I mean, we're I'm golden. I answer. I ask what I want to ask. Um, but I do seriously like. So if I go to your website, you have events that you do that I could like come out to. Like, Sedona is a beautiful area, just to in, just a general to go hang out in and have a good time. But um, if you're having events and whatnot, I would love to come out to that. That'd be a that'd be a what not? And uh, did I say what not? I didn't say what not. It's the only. Uh, yeah, he did. I and say what not? I Chad's say been cheering for one for a while. I've been listening very closely. Oh, God. <laughs> I used to say whatnot about every year. It was my crutch phrase, and JV has swore to break me of that crutch phrase. So, even, okay, okay. so now he has my, my he has my voice on loop. Okay. 
and, That's what, hilarious. and whatnot. Oh, I uh, swear. Kimberly, well, anyway. I'll talk. I, yeah, I mean, I'd be happy to, for you to come out. I mean, yeah, it's going to be pretty mystical, magical, woo-woo. Um, I'm putting together a tour of the off-public secret places where really magical things have happened. We're doing the whole night vision, UFO, sky watching. We have a shaman, Ooh, two shaman. We're doing some um, experiences. I have a question. It, it, yes. Since you, mentioned, since you mentioned shaman, so have you mm -hmm. ever, um, you know, like like the Native American, Native American, is that still appropriate to say? Can I say Native American? I just want to make sure I'm putting it works I'm, I'm for saying me the right, right now. I got I... yelled at for saying, okay. Yeah, I said Indian the other day and I got jumped hard for it. But um, sure. so they, the Native Americans, you know, they would take peyote. They would do the the, the sweat huts. They would, sure. they would alter their brain a little bit, get a little drunk, get a little, you know, LSD, whatever they were doing. Have you ever, do you, do you drink? Have you ever done that? Does it get a little crazy? Like if you're a little inebriated, you know, just throwing okay. your brain off a little there's, bit? Here's the thing. Um, I can go out of body right now and go over to my daughter's house, stone cold, sober. Um, you don't have to, as you raise your consciousness, as you understand who you are, where you are, how you got, you know, a lot of the questions that nobody understands and we use religion to fill in and pretend that that, you know, meets the bill and other things, but, um, you don't have to use that. Is it, can you use that? Absolutely. Is it effective? Absolutely. Also dangerous because again, to me, if you have to use that tool, you are in your power to begin with. So then you're giving part of your power away, allowing other beings access to you because most people again don't do that oh my dogs are gonna bark on maybe oh no they didn't okay my door lock goes and sometimes they bark on my door lock goes but um personally that's not my favorite thing do i experiment i'm not gonna say on the grounds i might incriminate myself but i do it just because i'm like scientifically <laughs> you know and it's not just the stuff we hear of there's so much legal stuff there's all sorts of chinese herbs that i use oh, yeah. um that are the most amazing like they just make it so easy and you have different experiences you know have you ever done the dmt have you ever done dmt i've done about everything I, it just for me when i do that it's so extreme like i go way right. too out way too long because if you come to one of my events basically i won't be in body the whole time i go into channel i go into what i call high channel and i just have like direct connection with like everything and it's crazy and so when i take something like that it's kind of dangerous to me because i go too out of this reality it's hard for me to get back to body yeah so so for because someone like me who is not Right. And for me, I can't. So maybe I do a little D, a micro dose of DMT, right. and then I can get be, to that we plane. Will be, we will be using tools, is what I'm going to say, at this event. So that's all I'm going to say. I'm in California, so I can say whatever I want. <laughs> that's good. It's a tool. It's just tools. And, you know, yeah. it's funny because we... We talk about, you know, the shaman thing and the drumming, you know, drumming is a tool. You don't have to drum to go out of body or have a mystical experience. You don't have to smoke a pipe. You don't have to do a sweat lodge. They're tools. And in some ways, I think they rob us of our power because you don't have to, you don't have to use that. You can just connect directly. You know, that's the easy way. The hard way is putting all this stuff between us and the all because we have a connection to who we've been all time all space just because you don't remember doesn't mean that you're not simultaneously running all those lives you've had so 
you just have to learn how to connect to the memory. I mean, imagine if you could use the wisdom of the ages of zillions and zillions of years. Like you could write oh. your own ticket in this. You could create your own I, reality. I would, I, would, I would rule this planet. I would be like Lord number one if I had all that information. And you would. I would not, as it, the, the world's lucky I'm not president or a king. It would be bad. It just would be. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Um, I want to ask you about the secret, the secret to everything, Kimberly. Tell us about the Secret to Everything series. Yeah, so I'm very slow writing it. Um, obviously, it's a nice little catchphrase that I can write about anything. We have like five books going right now. We're writing about um, NPCs, non-player characters, clones, and fire creation spirits is one thing I'm working on. Um, I am working on a game manual, like the secrets of this reality, like kind of how to... Um, game the game, you know, and, and a couple other ones. So eventually <laughs> when I'm not, you know, doing other things, I'll finish my books. It's a lot of work. I know. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. What have we, what haven't we touched on? I, I mentioned the web address early on, but uh, give, give it again for people. Oh, it's just, you just showed it secret to everything.com. And we have some free stuff. If you want to ask a question, you can fill out our contact form. Um, you can order a scan. Um, I also have an Etsy store that connects on there with, you can also order scans in there. So, I mean, it's pretty easy to get a hold of us. Yeah. And true to form, we, we didn't get through half of the stuff that we probably should have, Kimberly. <laughs> that means you are going to have to come back. You can do it in your pajamas or not. That's up to you. We'll work that out ahead of time. And if you need to do it okay. by phone, you can do it that way. Whatever, whatever works. But thank you so much for joining us tonight. You're so much fun to talk to. And we are interested in knowing more about these events because one of the things we are doing is taking this show on the road. Uh, to oh, really? experience some again. of these things, you know, maybe do, you know, maybe do some live streaming, but also yeah. do some documentary yeah. style fil filming for the program, that kind of thing. So we'll, we'll connect with you about that. And maybe uh, there's an opportunity for us to work together on something like that. Yeah, that'd be fabulous. It was so nice to meet you, Brett. I really respect your experience, you know, with frequency and technology. And, you know, at some point, are you, talk like are you talk sure you're talking to, to Brett? Yeah. You're talking to Brett? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know stuff, and I drink wine. I drink wine. That works. <laughs> Fair enough. Again, yeah. again thank you. Yeah, thank Kimberly, you. thank you so much, and we will have you back. Take care. Have a great, great rest of your week. You too. Okay. Take care, guys. Thank you. All right. So, bye -bye. Britt, you know stuff? Right. Are you serious? Apparently, I do, <laughs> and I drink wine. I don't know where. The, I'm not oh, sure where the God. wine comes that, in, that, but okay. Uh, that that's from uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, Tyr Tyrion, I think, was his character. He was getting chewed out. He was, he was getting oh. chewed out, and about how he knows. He goes, "I know things, and I drink wine." Oh. Um, but um, yeah, I uh, I uh, that was a crazy. Uh, wow, we talked about sex and drugs and rock and, and rock roll and roll, and yeah, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Oh, and chat. They were talking about rock and roll, but um, that was cool. Yeah, I was. I, I want to go out there and chase some Bigfoot with her. Oh, I, I don't want to catch a Bigfoot because it'll probably kick my ass. But um, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was cool. And she, I like her. She was. She. I was so worried that she was going to be, you know, a droner, you know, Bueller, Bueller. But she was bubbly and fun. Yeah, uh, and she laughed at your jokes, which was even great. Yeah, because they're not that good. So I mean, if they're gonna, people are gonna laugh. <laughs> Uh, that that's a special kind of person right there. Uh, yeah, I mean it's a, it's the job of the interviewer to, to thwart the droners. So uh, hopefully we'll never have one of them. We'll never. Yeah, have exactly. That. But uh, but she was. She said she was in Sedona. So that's Arizona. Is that where she's at? She's in Arizona, North Carolina. 
She's in North Carolina. She oh, said that. And she, but this event she's doing is in Sedona. Gotcha. All right. And Sedona is like very spiritual. A lot of people go up there for their spiritual connections. Apparently there's a, yeah. it, uh, a higher frequency or something like that. Yeah. However all that works. I don't know. Like, like you, I'm as sensitive as a freaking brick. And if uh, I didn't have equipment to help me, I would, I would miss everything. That's uh, definitely the case uh, with me. So to, uh, Thursday night, we've got a really, really interesting interview. Uh, that we're getting ready for. And uh, there's, talking about Bigfoot, two gentlemen have are filmmakers, and they've put together a film. Let's see, what's the name of this film? It's called Elusive. And it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a mockumentary, so it, it pokes fun a little bit <laughs> at the whole effort to uh, capture evidence of Bigfoot because nobody seems to get really solid evidence. Now, Kimberly says she's got, she sees them all the time, so maybe they're just not looking in the right places. However, um, I'm excited to talk to these guys because they're filmmakers, and we're going to have fun with it. And if anybody is a hardcore Bigfoot person, don't be offended because we're having fun with it. Because you know that the questions that still exist are frustrating a lot of people. So let's joke about it a little bit. And maybe it won't go that way. Maybe these guys will have a very serious message. I don't know. But their film is not so serious. It kind of pokes fun at the whole thing, which I think will be fun to talk about. So just a fair warning for Thursday night, Thursday night's program. That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, is, the, is the is the movie out? Do we know? Has it been released yet? I believe it. I, yeah, I believe it is. It's not a documentary. It's a, it's a mockumentary. Um, mockumentary. Yeah. Uh, and I believe it's out. I'd have to go. To, I, I have the website up here somewhere, but um, their names are, uh, where'd it go? Nick Sanford and Andrew McDonald. Yeah. That's the name of the of the two filmmaker that we'll be talking to, filmmakers that we'll be speaking with. Oh, cool. I'm gonna try and watch it. I'm gonna try and find it and watch it before uh Yeah, if you if you uh Thursday. Okay, here it is. I've got I've got the uh uh the website. It's uh oh that's not it. Yeah, forget forget uh -oh. forget I even said hey, don't that. Don't go to don't go to that website. Forget I said that. Don't I thought I had website. it, but what I that's have is an website. article about it. Uh okay. Uh, mockumentary elusive much more than quote stupid bigfoot movie so um all right uh sanford and mcdonald's new film elusive bills itself the even the movie's official website is stupid bigfoot <laughs> okay so, okay well there we go uh, I, I was just trying to see if, right. if it was telling me here if this is out i think it's out uh, i oh, think it, i think it's out all right i think it's already been released so well stupid bigfoot Stupidbigfootmovie.com, right? Is that what you said? Stupidbigfootmovie.com. Yes. D, it, I was uh, fine the next day, honestly. I was really surprised. And no, Sako didn't hurl, but I thought he was going to. I did. And I you did. drank that much? Well, let's see. Or he drank that much? Listen, I haven't been drinking at all, period. So it's been a long oh, time right, yeah. since uh, since I've really had anything to drink. And, and I think, I know, I had like, Five, four or five beers. Well, we were drinking Sierra Nevada beer, and six of those little shots, those bottles, you know, the little airplane bottles. Uh, peppermint schnapps. No, two peppermint schnapps, one Rumplemints, maybe two Rumplemints, and I'm not even sure what the other ones were. Quite honestly, we were just reaching into the bucket wow. of shots and pulling them out and drinking. Now, Sako, yeah. Sako had been drinking. Uh, before he got here, got here, and when he walked in, because he was two hours behind us, we made him do a bunch of quick shots. He 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 was trying to lick the racket again. 
Oh, that's drunk. He was trying to lick the racket. We couldn't get it to work. I mean, it was working, but it wouldn't shock oh. him for some very odd reason. Hmm. Well, maybe that maybe maybe that was one of the spirits looking after him. Yeah, I doubt it. Making sure that uh, the only spirits know. looking after him um, was, was the rum that he was drinking. Yeah. Uh, all I know, all I know is you have one peppermint schnapps shot, and you're a peppermint shotter the rest of your life. There's no getting away from. I've uh, that was our that was our our booze of choice in high school because you could choke it down. You could actually drink that stuff, and it wasn't it wasn't uh, didn't make you gag. Uh, Did you ever drink the the Zimas? Oh God, no! I I think I think when they first came out, my buddy brought some over. We were trying them; that was was, they were disgusting. (laughs) A lot of people a lot of people say what these say that these white claws are just the new Zima, and I don't know. A lot of people drink yeah. the White Claws, though. It seems like the alcohol is less. Like then Zima was less than that content. Then yeah. Zima. It seems like Zima was a low, was lower content alcohol wise. That's not around anymore, is it? I think. I think it. I'm not sure if it was ever completely discontinued or not, but I think it kind of came back for a little while, and it didn't mm. survive. Well, well. Yeah, no. So you didn't you did not have a hangover at okay, all the so next day? Okay, so Zima is a 4.7% alcohol. It's the same it's it's more than a than a Coors Light. Is it really? What's yeah, Coors Light? I think Coors Light is 4, isn't it? I don't know. I I never I never look at that stuff. I don't know. I just drink a lot of uh, it. Uh no, 4.2. So it's more than a Coors Light. Coors Light is 4.2, Zima is wow. 4.7. What's a white claw? Hence Rocky Mountain piss water. That's probably why I like to drink it. <laughs> what is like? What does Budweiser have in it? Is it the uh, same? Is beer White all Claw the same? Is five. Wow. <laughs> this, this is really a paranormal program. We're looking up. We're looking up alcohol content. <laughs> Bud Light is also four point two, so it's the same. I think. I think. I think. Are, are beers all the same? Or if you get into like the, the oh no, no 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 they're not the same at all. No no no. no? Mm-mm. No. What is the highest content alcohol beer? There's one so that's there's one that's beer. like twenty some percent, and uh, I can't remember the name Jesus. of it. Yeah, no, there's some there's some there's some hot there's some hot ones, and it's all craft beers that are, that get the upper you know the higher al- alcohol content. Three point two beer. Oh my god, so what that's is like the, drinking water. So what is the so what is the alcohol content of like a shot of whiskey? Well, it depends on the whiskey. I mean, most whiskey is like eighty or ninety like, proof. Is that what it is? So it's, it's way up there. So that's forty-five percent alcohol. If it's ninety proof, it's forty-five percent alcohol. If it's eighty proof, it's forty percent. So alcohol. then what? Is, so then is Bacardi one fifty-one one hundred fifty-one proof? Yeah, yeah. So it's seventy-five and a half. Seventy-five and a half percent alcohol. So that will kick your butt. Oh yeah, well, if you no? if you do enough yeah. of it, well, sure. Uh, now we've got people. Uh, it, s- some of those Sam Adams are high. Okay, I have to look up Sam Adams. So I like Sam Adams uh, Boston Lager. Like, so what is the what is the highest alcohol that you could like buy at the liquor store and drink? Not some grain alcohol, moonshine stuff. Grain alcohol. Doesn't that kill you though if you if you drink? Grain if you're alcohol? not careful. So so that's like what 100 percent alcohol. Yep, grain alcohol. I think it is. Yeah, 28. 28- 28%? What? Sam Adams. Oh, that's America's most extreme beer. It's 28%. I don't know what Boston Lager is. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, grain alcohol. That's why it's Everclear. Yeah. Everclear is grain alcohol? 
Mm-hmm. What's the alcohol that people take that makes them hallucinate? Uh, any, I would imagine. Gotta... <laughs> so I mean, Everclear, to Everclear is 190 proof. That means it's 95% oh alcohol. 95%. How? What does that feel like going down? Have you ever drank that? I have. I have. I, what I, is that like it's, going it's, down? I mean, I mean, it doesn't, it's not really that much different going down. You just don't want to light it. If you light it, you'll catch on fire. <laughs> you breathe near it. Oh, man. Why? But this, you know, when you take a shot of whiskey, it's like, it's like, you know, yeah, yeah. I no, imagine it, has, doing... it has the same kind of kick. I mean, obviously, any any high uh, ABV uh, alcohol or booze will have that same sensation. And I don't think it takes much more than, uh, you know, 40 percent, 50 percent for that to, for the field. They're pretty much the same. Absinthe. And and. Absinthe. Yeah, check here. It's absinthe. You drink that, you hallucinate the way the way it is. It's like illegal in a lot of states. Isn't that Some just an, get, like Vegas? I think you can. Isn't get it. absinthe an, uh, an anise based alcohol? What is that? Um, I don't know. All I know is that uh, uh, in in Foxhole, uh, Joynicock, 007, said absinthe or Jägermeister. Yeah, I've drank enough Jägermeister. I've hallucinated. I drink- and then probably threw up all over myself. <laughs> yeah, I drink a lot of. Uh, yeah, it is anise. Absinthe is an anise-flavored spirit derived derived from several plants. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, saying... I did that once in Vegas, and whoo! I don't know how I made it back to my hotel room. I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand. I don't see anything here about hallucinating, and it's only. Uh, it can it can be anywhere from forty-five to seventy-four percent alcohol, so it can be anywhere from ninety to one hundred fifty proof. Yeah, there's a there's a particular strain of it that uh, uh, whatever's in it it makes you hallucinate. Um, hmm. Yeah, that was a, that was a okay. fun time. I don't remember much of it, and uh, I woke up in different clothes. And I don't know why. Okay, so it says yeah. Okay, so it says absinthe uh, is the the original <laughs> kind contained wormwood is one of the ingredients. Wormwood contains. Thujon, 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 I don't know how to pronounce that word, T-H-U-J-O-N-E, Thujoni. This can, in sufficient amounts, cause people to hallucinate, and eventually it's said to drive you crazy. Afterwards, wormwood has been removed from absinthe due to its psychoactive effects. So it hasn't been part of absinthe in a long time. Well, you can still get it with it in it. It's probably a bootleg type thing. Yeah, probably. Have Have you ever had moonshine? We used to have got at Scaracon. You know, you know uh, John Brightman. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he used to bring jugs of moonshine shit. with him, and it was very tasty moonshine. <laughs> All right, enough, enough enough paranormal talk about alcohol. <laughs> yeah, that's a different kind of spirits altogether. Oh. Different kind of spirits altogether. I wonder. I wonder if uh, I wonder if ghosts can get drunk. Oh boy. Um. Let's do a couple trivia questions. No. And then call it a night. I think you have to have a body to get drunk. I think the being drunk is a physical is a physical reaction to a substance. I don't think if you don't have Might if you don't right. have physical I don't know how you'd be able to get drunk. I don't know. Uh it's it's a, qu- a question you, for someone at a higher pay grade drunk, than me. If you die drunk, 
Can you be a drunk ghost? Um, I don't know. Let's ask. write that question down for the next ghost expert that we have on the program. You can ask that. Uh, all right. Brett, what U.S. president had a bull terrier named Pete? Teddy Roosevelt. You're going with Teddy Roosevelt? Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, he's trying to get ghosts drunk. I don't know what he's got in mind, Lala, but something, he's got something <laughs> up his sleeve. Yeah. Hey, it involves a bed and nudity. He's going, he's going to Marilyn Monroe's apartment where she OD'd and see if he can conjure some spirits there. <laughs> yeah. And get him drunk and have there his There you way. go. <laughs> yeah. I want them to have their way with me. Is that what you want? Then they're going to be, um, need to be really drunk. Yeah, and intolerant leftist. <laughs> yeah, asshole. Intolerant <laughs> leftist. I'm on IG. I'm there. I, I posted yesterday and today, as a matter of fact. Oh, I'm She's there. talking about indie gang, Brit, not, not Instagram. Oh, I was thinking Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> uh, life is busy. Uh, what U.S. president had a bull terrier named Pete? Eddie Roosevelt. I know you said I'm just letting people letting people have an opportunity to answer here. FDR. Let's see, we got Wilson. Nixon. Woodrow. Nixon. Woodrow Wilson. Nixon. Harry Nixon. S. Truman. Uh, okay. And the answer is yeah. can we ask the White House ghost there? What? Can we ask the White House ghost there? Not sure what that means. Uh the answer is Teddy Roosevelt. The dog was quite notorious, thanks in part to an incident in which he bit and tore the bottom of the pants of a French ambassador. <laughs> Sounds mm. a lot like major. What did I say? You said yeah, Teddy no Roosevelt. You, yeah, were, you Dad, were right. You, the... you okay, were right. I was right. That was a total stab in the dark. Uh, Dan Bongino was talking about, he talked to some of his Secret Service buddies that were there. That that sergeant, that major dog was actually tearing up Secret Service and other people. Yeah, I did and a whole article about it on the Independence Gang the other day. Yeah, we talked about it at length. Oh, yeah. There, there's dozens and dozens crazy. of very, very serious incidents. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, That's I would right. have that dog. Yeah. All right, last question. Here we go. What is the longest living marine animal? What is the longest living marine animal? I'm going to go with the sea turtle. Okay, but the sea turtle is not a mammal, Britt. Oh. You can try. You can throw that answer out there, but I'm just giving you a little help. The sea turtle is not a mammal. Hmm. That's true. What is the longest living uh, marine mammal? Uh, mammal, huh? I'm going to go with the tube worm. Okay, the tube worm is definitely not a mammal. Do you know what a mammal is? Oh, let's, let's start there. Uh, it has tits, right? <laughs> nope. Yes. If you want to be crude about it, that's exactly right. <laughs> uh, is a whale a mammal? Yes, a whale's a mammal. I don't a know, dolphin is a mammal. Race. A manatee is a mammal. It's probably a certain... So what makes them a mammal? You just said Live it. Birth? Live birth? Live birth is one of the characteristics, uh, yes. Although there's are, there are two egg-laying mammals. The platypus is one. The platypus? That's one of them, yes. What's the other one? I can't remember. The other one. I can't remember. I don't not remember. A chicken. Chicken's not a chicken is not a mammal. <laughs> chicken is an egg lay. Well, that's so is a platypus. Chicken is not a mammal. Chicken <laughs> is a bird, uh, what ornith uh, whatever whatever 
family it is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know these things. These are things I do not know, echidna. especially when I'm drinking is that, wine. Echidna. Is the, Rebel, is that the, uh, is that the other egg-laying mammal, the echidna? Is that what you're telling me? You heard you heard animal in your first defense of your worm answer, but you led Brit astray. I mean, he said he said <laughs> the whatever worm you said, and uh, so we got sperm whale. Cube we've got walrus. We've got dolphin. We've got sperm whale. I think people just like saying sperm whale. Um, blue yeah. whale is a kangaroo a manual. Blue whale is a drink. Kangaroo is a mammal. Yes, it but is. you know what a kangaroo mammal? also is a marsupial. A marsupial. Yes. Well, I do that word. Do you know what it means? Because it has a pouch. Yes. It has the pouch, right? Yes. Yeah. What? So does that mean a seahorse is a marsupial? Because don't the little egg go in the pouch? A seahorse is not a little marsupial horses. because it's not a mammal. You got to be a mammal. Oh. I I might be. I don't. I don't think a seahorse is a marsupial. I think the seahorse has similar behavior, but it's not the same. I think the seahorse gestate. The male um, takes the the fertilized egg and gest. What's the word? Gestates? Gestates. Hatches. Gestates it. But but um, a marsupial keeps the the live infant uh, after it's been born in a pouch. Oh, my God. This is like uh, Wild <laughs> Kingdom with Britain JV at this point. All right. Back, I, ain't, I ain't spelling it, Iowa. Back to the question. What is the longest living marine mammal? Gestates. Yes, thank you. Uh, scientists believe that the bowhead whale, so it's not the sperm whale or the blue whale, the bowhead, not bone, bowhead whale, which may live more huh. than 200 years, is the longest living wow. marine mammal. Bowhead whales live in the Arctic. No, not sea so monkeys. How do they survive scooter. that long? Yeah, do another one. All right, this is, we're in extra, extra trivia time now, bonus time. All right, here we go. Shag bark. It gives you 90 minutes. Shag bark, shell bark, pecan, pig nut, and mocker nut are all varieties of what kind of tree? Shag bark. That's a lot of nut talk. Shag, shag bark, shell bark, pecan, pig nut, and mocker nut are all varieties of what kind of tree? What the hell is pig nut? I don't know, but no shots, Lala. No shots tonight. No. Yeah, no, uh, Special K, we've had a lot. We've had guests on the program that have talked about um, writing books about the ghosts that are reportedly in the in the White House. We've actually had that. We've actually talked about that. Shag bark, hmm. shell bark, pecan, pig nut, and mocker nut. Are all varieties of what kind of tree? Yeah, I'm really sad. I'm really sorry. Now I asked you to do another one because this is hard. I was hoping you'd get an easy one. I'm just doing them in order. We need to get like a trivia thing for fifth graders. <laughs> fifth graders? Yeah. Did you ever play that game? Are yeah. you smarter than a fifth grader? Yeah, and I wasn't. Yeah, some of those questions are damn hard. All right, yeah, what I do we have here? We've got those kids came up with. Yeah, oak trees. Oh, we have two people saying oak. Nut trees, hickory. Water nut. Water nut. Pig nut, mocker nut, pecan, shell bark, shag bark. 
All kinds of what trees? So far, all we have is oak. Uh, I have no idea, but I have, I have to look up. I have to look up pig nut. I got to know what that is. Uh, you just said what it is, JV. You were right. Okay, so Lost Mom was correct. It's they're, they're forms of hickory trees. Hickories are tall, yeah, high branching tree. trees native to North America. All part of all hickories. Nice. All right, there we go. That does it. You probably should take us out of here before I start some uh, the next stupid yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do that. Bye, everybody. Hi.